0: Welcome to episode twenty-three of Q&A Quest. Totally I think got it's that right. Yeah, no, totally. No, no, I may have cheated, but it's totally twenty-three.
1: Okay, this yeah. is—we are entering the age of Fatso. <laughs> oh, that's right! I told you. You promised <laughs> me promised... that I could have
0: that be the episode title. <laughs> I promised you could have the age of Fatso. <laughs> that was going to be the episode title: Age of Fatso. <laughs> I already forgot the reference, but it shall be done.
1: Uh, I'll explain it when we get to unlocalized games.
0: (laughs) I'm your host, Michael Apsey, Wheels, and with me, my co-host...
1: I'm David McBurney, and uh, I go by many names, except I only go by one. No, I'm not saying what it is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so... We got some interesting entries to our little Saturday morning RPG thing, so I think what we're going to do is, although the contest is kind of closed and I've sent out the codes, if you want to continue to just, you know, send in your random ideas about that, that's cool. The ones we got were neat. Yeah, so we're kind of just going to do like one an episode for a while, Uh, that way we're not going like, here's this idea, yeah, that's cool, next one. So you know, we actually have time to discuss these. Um, yeah. So the first one we're going to do is from Shaman, who I think may have literally po- okay. He posted it the day after I put up the episode, <laughs> way ahead of anyone else. So we're definitely going to read his first.
1: To be fair, we made an error with that last episode. That's true.
0: That's true. Oh, that's right. He also <laughs> he also pointed out an an error the posting of the episode
1: <laughs> yeah it didn't propagate properly to iTunes sorry about that won't happen again hopefully
0: <laughs> yeah somehow I failed to update the RSS file uh, like I had I had an updated local copy on my computer that I I guess I f- forgot or <laughs> you
1: didn't update the non local version
0: drag and drop f- fail or something I don't know whoops and and this is after a previous era that I didn't catch right away that Budai actually noticed where I put in the date for one of the previous episodes as 2015 so it wasn't showing up as new. <laughs> yeah, I was a... Oops.
1: <laughs> so, those
0: year changes. So I guess now that I can remember the episode numbers, you know, other stuff is just seeping out of my brain.
1: Oh, you're like the Sinclair unit in (laughs) Futurama. Now I know what that means, but I've forgotten my wife's face.
0: (laughs) Alright, let's read this first Saturday morning RPG pitch. Uh, Let's see. If you want a Saturday morning RPG, would cartoon all-stars to the rescue count? Sure, why the heck not? I'm thinking something. Well,
1: it, I don't know that it aired on Saturday morning, but it's the same principle. So. Yeah,
0: that's that's fine. It doesn't actually have to have aired on Saturday morning.
1: It's the same idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue. Thinking of something similar to South Park. Stick Truth, and you play as Corey, and can switch your support between the Muppet Babies. <laughs> <and> the Muppet Babies.
1: <laughs> Be- you you know what this is, right, Wheels? No, I don't. So Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue was a bunch of cartoons. Like, the Ninja Turtles are in this, the Muppet Babies are in this. Like, I think frickin' Looney Tunes are in it. It's a baffling array of cartoons all coming together to tell a child not to smoke weed. <laughs> it's so,
0: like... just like, encapsulates my entire childhood.
1: <laughs> smoking weed and watching
0: doing <laughs> No, no, just... This random array of cartoons and cartoons telling me not to smoke
1: weed so remember, yeah, no. remembering the dare the, program like, they could they could never like talk about any drug that was like actually going to completely screw you up it's like weed <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so cartoon <laughs> that's uh I like this idea just uh yeah.
0: Uh, or so where, where was I reading this? So switch your support to babies Chipmunks, Turtles, etc. for various attacks in real time. You can even expand oh, the universe. Learn that too. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you expand the universe. So you actually get inventions from Wily Coyote, or maybe get melee combat training from Master Splinter. That'd be pretty cool.
1: That just reminds me of like the most inspired use of the Looney Tunes license outside of Duck Amok, By the way, forward team and on the DS was uh, there was a PS1 game known in America as Looney Tune Sheep Raider and in every other territory as Sheep Dog and Wolf. You ever seen the old uh, Ralph Wolf cartoons? No. Basically, they were about like a wolf that looks a lot like Wiley Coyote just sort of trying to steal sheep from a sheepdog that beats the crap out of him. But they're both really punch-clock about it. Like, every cartoon of theirs literally ends with them punching out the clock and leaving, and cordially, like, saying, oh, I hope you have a good trip home. It was a good day of work today. But, like, Sheep Raider was about, like, ordering Acme gadgets and sneaking around Sam's sheepdog to try to steal sheep. And you had, like, different puzzles you had to solve every level. It was actually kind of a neat idea. Interesting. But, yeah, uh, let me go... Let me, uh... Let's go back to the
0: actual, uh... Okay. So the story has you fighting various types of drug users, bad influences, and so on, to rescue Michael and get your money back from an evil drug kingpin. Kingpin. (sighs) For bonus accuracy, the game's attract mode will include the classic Winners Don't Use Drugs screen that was in every late 80s arcade game. I feel like Dare needs to be worked into this somehow as well.
1: Like, it wasn't explicitly part of things... Like it wasn't explicitly part of that, but like I feel like there's a solid crossover there. Yeah. Oh,
0: this is such. A, this is an awesome idea. I'm to say.
1: <laughs> I'm just glad to be reminded in Cartoon All Stars to the Rescue. It like that. does. Uh, in an RPG, there's
0: just so many crazy things you could do. With this idea. I'm just thinking of some of the crazy dialogue I've seen for the localization of Project X Zone Two. Oh my gosh. Just like, put put this in the hands of a good writing team, and... That localizer oh was god. so
1: happy to have access to both Sagata Sanshiro and Chrom and Lucena.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Oh, the best line I saw of that was, you call that a genesis? <laughs> Does say you even have blast processing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like like that localization team was just like let's make every joke all of them yeah and even like half of them can't even exist in Japanese like the joke about lemons is like what
0: but I, I I have to imagine that even if like many of those jokes aren't in the original Japanese it still pretty much captures the spirit of the game
1: yeah, has a proper localization. Altitude. Those
0: games are absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I didn't really care for the first one, but it looks like this one's you, better, you so. We all
1: appreciated the spirit, even oh, if we didn't sure. think that it worked. For sure. I'm just angry that Sanger Zonvolt's volps in this one. <laughs> I got demand, people. Uh, uh, did the uh, Resonance of Fate
0: cast show up in the second they're one? they still in there. Okay. AKA the one you care about. That's right. Yeah, I did end up buying it just for the heck of it. Of course you did. Well, the, the, I saw, uh, How could I not after seeing some of these some of this yeah, localization text. Yeah,
1: like, after seeing everything that involves uh, Sagata Sanshiro, yeah, sure. Yeah. Sagata uh... Sanshiro. It's like the first official English acknowledgement of Sagata Sanshiro. Let's think about that for a moment. It's yeah. Heavy, I presume man. most of our audience is familiar with Sagata Sanchiro. Uh If not, Google it. Yeah, no, in, and in, just watch all Detroit. of them. Yes. Every single one. Absolutely. Because it is always worth your time. <laughs> I still occasionally just watch all of this. <laughs> uh, like, it's my life's stream that one day I will own a copy of the Sagata Sunshiro game.
0: <laughs> but yeah, uh an RPG exploring a crossover between all these different
1: cartoon universes
0: would just be awesome! I'm fond of crossover
1: RPGs. I may or may not own like eight Super Robot Wars games at the moment. (laughs) And,
0: And this is... I mean, I don't know
1: how relevant some
0: of these are anymore, but this is definitely one that I think Could sell as well. People still
1: care about the Ninja Turtles. People kind of of still cared about Alvin and the Chipmunks, at least enough to propel three movies into not failing as much as it seemed like they ought to have.
0: People still care about the Muppets, although I'm sure a lot of people don't. The Muppet Babies incarnation is
1: such a very specific thing, though. It is. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) Which is not something I complain about, but at the same time, it's hilarious.
0: Muppet babies oh, I'm man. gonna have to track down that, that kid. I'm gonna have to track down that theme song to throw it in. That's here. gonna be like the interstitial music. <laughs> That's the Muppet <laughs> Babies theme. <laughs> uh, all right. Um,
1: so yeah.
0: So let's. Uh, I,
1: jump I put the... myself firmly in favor of this RPG. Yes.
0: Yes. This RPG must happen. Alright, so let's enjoy. Um, I, I'm going to throw the Muppet Baby theme song right here. Let's enjoy the Muppet Baby theme song before we jump into Muppet our first baby, question.
1: Baby. <laughs>
0: so our first question is from the Walking Dude. That, that is, now that Dragon Quest Seven VII and Eight <clears throat> is finally coming yeah. stateside, woo! What's the next big trapped in Japan RPG? Oh man, so many answers to had approach had this question. Man, if we had answered this when
1: I first planned to, uh... if,
0: if we had answered this when you first planned to, your answer would have been Seventh Dragon
1: Three. <laughs> no, no, that would have been yours. Oh, that's true. Mine would have been Super Robot Wars OG: The Moondwellers. Oh,
0: and that's getting to uh, some sort of localization. That is
1: enter. That is entering the age of Fatso. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me explain that reference. Uh, so Super Robot Wars OG: The Moondwellers just got announced for an English release in South. East Asia, home of many bad subtitles, <laughs> uh, many very cheaply produced subtitles, which you know is what produces bad subtitles most of the time. Uh, so they they announced that, and like people were like, "Oh, look at this trailer! Thing translation seems fine. I wonder when slash if they'll announce it for the U.S. I mean, if they're already localizing it, why not?" And then we saw screens. And the screens did not match the trailer. The screens were markedly worse. (laughs) Which is, like, not complete mangling of English, but, like, one-sentence attack shouts that still managed to not read like you would construct a sentence in English. No one in English has ever said the aiming is perfect when saying they've got their target locked. Are you sure about that? I'm positive. Uh... (laughs) But, like, the, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're getting it, but it reminded me that, like, Super Robot Wars has always been a tribute. Uh, like, the original Generation series has always been a tribute to, like, all of the shows that, like, gets taking influence from. And to a man, almost all of those have had at least one set of poorly produced uh, Asian subtitles for English consumption. And, like... You know, to at least some of the fandom for those sorts of things, that's called the Crabstick Sub, which refers to a Mazinger Z subtitling that referred to the main villain's scepter as his crabstick. And which is also where phrases like, we are entering the age of Fatso came from. (laughs) Apparently, yeah. someone decided that having a guy who nicknamed himself "Boss" wasn't good enough, and decided to re-nickname him "Fatso." <laughs> oh, so yeah, Super Robot Wars OG, the Moon Dwellers, has entered the age of Fatso, and well, it's certainly better than what we were getting before, which was nothing.
0: Yeah, and I could totally see that. Robot translation coming out in the U.S. Because
1: uh... if it if it comes out like I would say it was possible based on Sword Art Online Hollow Fragment. Yeah, but that's a Vita game. That's and true. Namco doesn't care about the Vita. Uh... <laughs> like they don't care about looking bad on the Vita. I should say. Well, they. But did... this is a PS4 game. Well,
0: that's true. But they did release that same Sword Art Online game on PS4.
1: But they retranslated it. Did they? Yeah, the PS4 version has a different translation that is less awful that doesn't refer to every en- instance of entering a dungeon as penetrating it.
0: <laughs> like... Hold on, I need a minute to recover from that. <laughs> yeah, I think you are going to need to process that for a moment. I can't
1: all right all right i'm good good. good. and like you know as much as i'd love to hear it like i would buy the game a second time if they announced an official u.s release that had an improved localization like i just you know it's sold sold again doesn't even matter but but like they're not going to because it's like it's a visual novel's worth of text (laughs) And, like, it's selling to a smaller audience than Sword Art Online does. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, As for big left-in-Japan RPGs... uh, I I feel like we get most good things.
0: Yeah, that's the thing about it, really.
1: Pretty much... Usually, if we're not getting something, there's a darn good reason... (laughs)
0: Yeah, and I mean we could point to some things like oh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 final,
1: but uh, that, there's no way we're not getting yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Uh, a lot of these things are just
1: mostly unannounced. Yeah. Like in turn like we've still got the infamous bits in the legacy catalog like Mother 3 which whoa, hey, rumors about that. Maybe yeah. we'll check it to three. But uh like as far as things that have a logical platform to come out on, I mean, I can't think of anything this generation that really is just like, where is this? Why do we not have this? <laughs> Pretty much, like it's it's a it's an event when we miss out on anything that anyone's ever heard of.
0: Yeah, like I'm trying to think of, I'm trying to think of some. Like I mean, we're even getting the new Sheeran game. I mean,
1: yeah, oh, that's one that you would have put like a couple weeks ago. But yeah, hey,
0: and then, nope, incorrect, incorrect, sir. We are getting the only Sheeran Vita game currently.
1: Yeah, I'm still, I'm still just glad that we're getting like Seventh Dragon Three, which is the fourth Seventh Dragon game, and it's the only one we've gotten.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're even getting freaking Langrisser.
1: Wait, we're getting else. a new Taylon game? Yeah. When was the last time we even got one of those? Was it Warsong? Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, the new D- the new 3DS one, Axis is localizing it.
1: I thought those like just degenerated into porn after a while and disappeared. They
0: did, and then that's why this one is called Resurrection.
1: <laughs> oh, it's because it's not porn anymore. <laughs>
0: Uh, Well, I think they did hire, like, a hentai artist to do the character art, but that's neither here nor there.
1: (laughs) A lot of Japanese artists have done hentai, even if they aren't known for it. (laughs) So it's more like, you know, he took some time out of his busy schedule to... Okay, it's apparently called Reincarnation or something?
0: Close enough. That's close to Resurrection.
1: Yeah, Re... Reincarnation can't believe that's super weird like there hasn't been a long game since five on the sega saturn in 1998 wow <laughs> like at least not one that anyone wants to talk about
0: <laughs> so that's quite a gap and hey we're getting that one so uh Jeez. Yeah. but i mean you've. I think we kind of wanted to talk about even if uh, there are some that we're not getting, I think you have to be careful with some of these pining over some of these uh, big The idea Japan is games. often much
1: more appealing than what they actually are. Yeah. There's a lot of just like bad things that we, we're we kind of spared and they can seem much more enticing because we can't play them. <laughs> And then... like there's there's games I want to come over, like you know I want Super Robot Wars, even though it's like a licensing nightmare and with reams and reams of text. But like for every one of those, there's like ten things that's like you know what you weren't missing anything. Yeah. There's uh
0: there's probably some uh, I was gonna say there's probably some relatively big Monster Hunter clones that haven't come over yet, but hey, even oh, God... Hey, we're getting God's Eater yeah, too again.
1: We're getting it's... God's Eater. Jeez. To the pleasure of you and maybe someone else? I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a few other people. You and five other people.
0: <laughs> maybe you uh... can
1: build an audience like Monster Hunter did. Uh...
0: Uh, Legend of Heroes, I think, is really the only one that's probably really good, and we're missing out on.
1: But well, we're still getting Legend of Heroes. I mean. Yeah, there's just
0: there's just like the. It's
1: just that we're always on the knife's edge of not getting.
0: It. Yeah, and there's the whole the zero no. Yeah, oh, not I
1: I really want those because yeah. like, they're they're apparently set in Crossbell, and if you've played any of Trails of Cold Steel, it sure makes Crossbell sound interesting. Yep. <sighs> but those two are collectively Legend of Heroes 7. They're both PSP exclusives So unless XSeed exceed somehow convinces Falcom to do that, which is probably not happening, uh they're, they're pro- we're probably not getting this. Yeah, most likely not.
0: But it's Falcom they will likely be ported to
1: something else and maybe we'll get a shot then. Yeah. Yeah. Presuming that we don't drop the ball and stop buying Trails in Cold Steel. Come on, don't make me mad at you, Internet.
0: (sighs) No, it's Vita PS3 only right now.
1: Man, I didn't realize how bad the PS3 had died. Like, the kind of death that is in the process of dying. Yeah. Until I tried sourcing a new one to replace my old one, and it's just like, Oh! Oh. Sony has not officially said the PS3 is dead and we no longer manufacture them, but they sure as heck don't ship them to you unless you really want to fight for them. Yeah, that sucker just collapsed. Like, it was so weird. Like, it's healthy, healthy, healthy dead. (laughs) Like, you can still get new Xbox 360s. I'm not sure why you would, but you can. Well, I mean, they can
0: they almost need that to you know so people can replace theirs when they break <laughs>
1: ps3 break too dude <laughs> they, like if you want to look at an old school like it like if you're looking at first gen ps3s and first gen 360s both of them break with alarming unacceptable regularity it, it's, just because yeah. one breaks with yeah. more alarming unacceptable regularity doesn't make the other blameless it's true <laughs> It's true. Like, oh, yeah, the reason I'm terrified is that mine makes awful amounts of noise, and it's likely going to f- suffer a yellow light of death sooner rather than later. <laughs> uh, oh, man, that reminds me. Someone actually, we'll probably save this question for later, but someone asked what, uh, what we thought were good system designs and bad system designs. And uh, I'm just going to say, first-gen PS3 is an ugly son of a bitch. Yeah. But uh, that's a preview for a later question. Yeah. <laughs> um, Left in Japan, like
0: honestly, if it's, we're uh, except for legacy, legacy ones, which include yeah, like the, legacy
1: things where we're still unhappy that we missed them. Which you know, I'd, I'd like a version of Live Alive that we can actually play.
0: Yeah, you know, Mother Three, Legend of Heroes, those are there. I don't outside of that. It would only, the only games we would even bring up would be games that we're probably going to get or highly likely yeah, to get. So
1: just haven't been announced yet. Yeah. Like.
0: It's a good time to be a fan of these sorts of games.
1: Yeah, we just got two Fire Emblems released with a great deal of fanfare on the same day. Two?
0: Oh, I have three on my cartridge there.
1: You, you don't have three on your cartridge because you can't play Revelation yet, dude. Oh, yes I can. What? You're allowed to play the Revelation chapter? It's on the cart. But will it let you play it?
0: Um, I didn't go through all the prompts, but it appeared so.
1: That's super weird, because they kept swearing that the that you'd only be able to download that in March.
0: I could be wrong, but it didn't it's... seem like it. <laughs> I'll have to double I...
1: check that. <laughs> uh... It seems like it'd be weird to play as your first one, so I don't think anyone will. Well, it ba- it basically prompted,
0: prompts you and says, like, "This is re- it's recommended to play this after playing the other two. Yeah.
1: Let me see. Let me for that. Uh, see. Yeah, apparently... It's just a giant pain in the butt. Oh, um,
0: I, oh I got a random one I just forgot I just remember it even existed F- Fantasy Star Nova
1: how did we miss out on every permutation of Fantasy Star Online 2 I don't understand that's an that's an actual like what
0: yeah okay let's make that the big one Phantasy Star 2 is a giant question Fantasy mark
1: to me. Star Online 2
0: yeah Phantasy Star Online 2 um, I guess we could throw Dragon Quest 10 as another one there but the reasons for that one, one not coming are quite obvious like
1: there's I I would like to play it there's every reason not to do it yeah uh,
0: what was I going to say uh, Fancy Star Online was popular here on a system that didn't last very long and I believe the other permutations are popular based on how absurd the uh GameCube version of that sells for at least.
1: Yeah, like the <sighs> Fantasy Star Online the thing that the thing that bothers me is Fantasy Star Online was more popular in the US than it was Japan. Yeah. And I think they even announced that they were going
0: to bring two over. No, Nintendo. they
1: when they announced it, they announced that it had an English release planned. And that English release stands as sometime in 2014.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> you might have
1: noticed they missed it. So,
0: once um, the time compression predicted by Final Fantasy VIII happens. No, I don't want to live in a world where Final Fantasy VIII predicts. That's it. when we'll get Fantasy Star Online 2.
1: Curse all seeds. Gonna <laughs> spell everything with a K. That was the Final Fantasy Mortal Kombat crossover.
0: <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I think that's the big one. in.
1: Like that, Very and like fight. always being on the knife's edge of not getting another Yakuza game for me.
0: Yeah. What's the deal with that?
1: Sega! Hmm. Hmm.
0: Why is it always Sega? What is wrong with Sega? I don't understand.
1: I feel like Sega always puts its muscle behind really strange choices. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that Yakuza's. Like, we've got Yakuza Zero in the can like that that is already like we've got a guarantee that's coming i'd like kiwami i'd like six i don't i'm not going to hold my breath until we get some sort of proper announcement cuz like i feel like every single one of these is desperately testing to see if we will get more yeah <laughs> but like i don't know like historically sega puts its eggs in strange baskets
0: like I, I, so I understand the difficulties in trying to sell that game here, but yeah. it it's it's a a type of type of game I think marketed right could do reasonably well.
1: I think it'd be a good sleeperhead, 'cause because yeah. like you know, it's it's a game where people aren't surprised when there's no dub because it's entirely about Japanese dudes punching each other in Japan. It's you know it's an action RPG that those market themselves pretty easily like it's not like the the worst issue you have is occasionally they will cut out a mini game that makes no sense in english <laughs> hey let's play shogi you want to do that you going to play some shogi i don't
0: even have any any idea what that is
1: shogi is japanese chess it's a variant where like you can actually put I, it, as as i recall so correct me if i'm wrong it's a variant where you can actually like put pieces you capture to use in some fashion but like it's derived from the same game that chess is interesting but yeah like no no one in America knows shogi or how to play it so <laughs> there's no purpose in ever putting in a shogi mini game uh, or like leaving that in like I can totally understand cutting that instead you can just go out and play golf for some reason <laughs>
0: Well, Golf is super red, so that makes sense.
1: Yeah, we're getting Zero, which is great, because it's got freaking. You can play as Kazuma or Goro Majima, who is like the best character. And hopefully we get Kiwami, because you can transfer your data from Zero into. Yeah, Kiwami, and it. And also, it has the Majima Anywhere system, where Goro Majima will just appear while you're trying to do things and try to fight you. Go to a mage, maid cafe. Oh, here's Majima. He's dressed as a maid and he's trying to beat you up.
0: So, what what does what is the significance of the word kiwami? Cuz I whenever I whenever I see the anything, It means like apex. Okay. Cuz whenever I see that about Yakuza, my brain always You somewhat, think Toki Dunkiwami? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, as far as I recall, it means something like apex or zenith. Okay, that makes sense. But, so uh, they, they
0: tweak it. How do you how they tweak it in, tweak it in, twi- toke down. Toke it in. Oh, I'm never gonna remember that. <laughs> and that's super easy. Uh, but so so I guess that would make sense then for the updated version
1: of that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, the apex of in Yeah. I can I can explain to you I can give you a crash course on how to pronounce Japanese words that have been transliterated in English in any modern sense, but I think that's a a
0: losing a losing effort so I won't make you do that
1: <laughs> It's actually a relatively simple uh, <laughs> system but yeah o u is a long o sound o u is a long u sound: It's a long o sound Twike it. Takaden, what the? <laughs> I, uh, no, no, I'm not even gonna like express my rage. Takaden, I hate you. So t- Takadukan, you go, you go play Suicoden, and Takaden, and think about the things that you've done. <laughs> but I don't wanna. I know, no one wants to. <laughs> uh, that came to America somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah we got that. We got it. Every, oh, man, we got every main Suikoden except Woven Web of the Century. We dodged a bullet. Don't <laughs> play that game. Speaking of, like, things that we missed out on, like, I am like I keep racking my brain for, like, Japanese games we missed out on of any currency that aren't, like, bad. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. we've pined, people have pined for a lot of bad games. Final Fantasy Explorers, uh...
1: Final Fantasy Type 0
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> wet fart I warned you all I warned you all I know, some, I know some of you do like it and that's cool I'm glad you do but yeah, that game seemed to bomb that pretty its hard its
1: reputation is being exaggerated yes game. Yes.
0: it's not a terrible hey, game hey
1: remember Final Fantasy Agito Plus that came out oh wait no
0: I kind of wanted to play that that looked like a thing
1: Hey, guess what? It was just a Type-0 more. <laughs> but no, like, that got killed because who was going to buy it? Uh, I it's don't know. It's too high budget to sustain itself on the Vita.
0: Oh, here's here's a good one stuck in, in uh, Japan. I want the Vita version of the Final Fantasy Adventure remake, dang it.
1: We might get that, just as, like, a digital download.
0: Well, there's, uh, there's no physical version of it anywhere, so...
1: yeah like uh, given that it's a digital download we might get that
0: yeah, i want i want yeah, to play I, with I, buttons that's the version
1: i would want to play uh even though apparently the phone version has controller support but um,
0: probably but it's it's a really good remake like it's I'm surprised it it's i mean it just sticks close to the original but
1: the original <laughs> was really well, fun well taught us why you should do that yeah Sword of Mana taught us uh, many dark lessons. Yeah. Mid-aughts Mana taught us too
0: much. Sword of Mana told us how it is possible to make you hate one of your favorite childhood games.
1: Oh man, that must have been like opening up a, your Christmas present and finding a dog turd.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate I hate that game.
1: Tell tell us on the doll where it touched you. (laughs) In the nostalgia, whatever that is. Uh, I think that's somewhere in the left knee. (laughs) I don't don't know. I I don't have science to back me up on this. I'm going to be honest. All
0: right, I, I think we should move on.
1: No, no, I'm not done here. We're just, I'm, i you got I got more? Remembered something. All right, Metal sweet. Max.
0: Oh, no. Why did you have to bring up freaking Metal Max? I want Metal Max. I was blissfully ignorant of it at the moment. Com- had completely like forgotten, forgotten about what it. I forgot what Metal Max was. Wiped, and it, then, wiped, like... wiped it. Wiped the painful. <sighs> wiped the bring painful memories. Max.
1: Gaijin works, you're probably busy with like, I don't know what garbage you're on right now go get Metal Max
0: Didn't Gaijin tell us all about this the last time we had he him did. on? He did, like yes. we talked
1: about how he talked about how rad it was
0: Yeah, and and I think I had just successfully wiped that from my memory Yeah, guess what
1: It's back all right. In pog form <laughs> I, I'm just
0: gonna have to import that thing because yeah, apparently Japanese 3DS now and hey, you that might help video. because, like, every freaking game I import gets localized. <laughs> except the... Yeah, you're
1: doing your part for it... the good of the nation. Except the ones that obviously
0: won't, like, uh... Uh, that Tri-Ace game, Whose name, I forget. Oh, uh, yeah, the
1: Labyrinth. Into the Labyrinth, I think? Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. One, that one. I feel is I obvious, feel pretty yeah. safe about the fact that we're never going to get Super Robot Wars UX or BX. Yeah. I do kind of hope that one of the ones I imported gets here. Come on, Da yeah. Yakuten Saiban, You're not too old yet. You can still you can still come over.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, Monster Hunter Cross!
1: I'll be shocked if we don't get some permutation of that. I would be too, but I was expecting
0: something a little quicker. So there, sure. it's
1: possible that they're doing a cross ultimate inch band, which would be the version we would get. Yeah, that would be kind of gross. Because it's, our... it's already Monster Hunter Greatest Hits. Yeah. Greatest greatest hits ultimate.
0: Like, you, you may have noticed I, I definitely imported this game, but I haven't talked about it much because it's just like, oh, this is... Yeah, I'm just going to play more 4. That's pretty much Monster my Monster Hunter Cross, it.
1: gee, aren't you hype? Yeah. Remember when fine. you bought the Wii version of Monster Hunter 1?
0: Yeah, that was... Um... I mean it's easier to play than the actual version of Monster Hunter one.
1: Which I, actual version? PS two. Oh man. Yeah. That I was c- like during that brief period where people thought that mapping attacks to the right analog stick was a good idea that made sense.
0: Fun facts, it was not.
1: It was such a bad idea. And like there's <laughs> like five games that sacrificed themselves upon that altar. Like I do I do have a copy of uh Monster Hunter two
0: that they occasionally mess around that with. That came itself.
1: out on PS two, right?
0: Yeah, PS
1: two. Yeah, I was just trying to remember if there even was a PS two version of Monster Hunter two.
0: Yeah, it came out there first.
1: Yeah, yeah, but it hadn't really migrated to being a portable franchise at yeah. that point.
0: I think it was right around then with. Uh, did it did it happen with the first portable one, or was was it kind of the second one?
1: I don't know what one really made it sell, like, hotcakes in That's Japan. It's hard to tell. It's It Good. must have been, like, such a weird thing to take this thing that had, like, kind of done well, but not great, and then watched it become, like, this bizarre juggernaut. Yeah. When it got ported to the PSP. That's gotta be weird. Like, what happened?
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I remember reading reviews of... The, uh, the original back in the days. I back, remember uh, looking forward to the original because yeah. it seemed
1: interesting, and I remember reading like a official PlayStation magazine where they talked about bringing in four people to play the game cooperatively and like watching as they like had a very strange adventure trying to kill a monster.
0: <laughs> well, I think the thing about that is the original is kind of wonky as well. Like, they they really... It's, yeah, it's,
1: it's a game that needs, like, upgraded versions. Yeah.
0: I don't really know about 2, but by, like, Portable 2, they had really ironed out a lot about the mechanics. Yeah.
1: It's a series that helps with the uh, Capcom style of iteration. Yeah.
0: yeah. by 3, the mechanics were pretty rock-solid, and then they decided, hey, let's kind of screw with that by giving you underwater battles, which... Not the best idea.
1: There's a the reason those haven't come back.
0: Yeah. No,
1: no one misses those. the The throwing you throwing you into the sky worked much better. Yeah. I just, I just remember when they released... a ver- They essentially released a version of three minus water.
0: <laughs> a three
1: portable. Yeah, portable third. I should yeah.
0: say. Yeah, then that's really that's. <laughs> That is the best of the
1: threes, to be honest. Portable Third HD Edition.
0: Yeah, I've got that.
1: Like that was their weird way of getting around saying that Monster Hunter Three wasn't properly like was a, was technically a Wii exclusive because it was like, <laughs> oh no, Three didn't come to the PS3. Portable Third HD Edition. Did. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that is a pretty. That's a pretty good Monster Hunter, though. I'd recommend that for anyone interested. It's, uh, Monster Hunter if games. It were in English. <laughs> no, Monster Hunter games are are. Yeah, yeah. They're not super hard to play if you don't know Japanese, because there's a lot of there's a lot of icons and things that, if you're familiar with it's the series, you can get around. It's going to be just as
1: confusing in English.
0: Yeah, really. And there is a there was a fan patch if you want to play it on PSP. Uh, and it's a, re- a really good one as well, so there's that. But I mean, it's just a bunch of item names, so depending on how much... You, you weren't want buying this
1: for the sword, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but it, it's super fun. I highly recommend it to anyone that enjoys the series. Uh, but yeah, Monster Hunter Cross, I'd expect... that's. I'd probably just file that under the... Uh, Not announced, but expected. Yeah, cross ultimate maybe. Yes. We'll see see. if there is going to be one of those. I'm sure that'll be announced in a relatively. You'll be
1: perturbed, and then you'll buy it anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I even have I have 4 and 4G Japanese versions, so. Yeah, of course you do. I kind of collect these things at this point. You gotta have every single model, oh, d- dude. The 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 Japanese versions, with the nice artwork and those black cases, super cool. Oh
1: yeah, the black cases are nice in this. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nice. I'm, I'm I'm almost sad that the uh, U.S. version of Fire Emblem Fates doesn't have that sweet black case.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, like Fate Noir had a black case. Yeah. So cool. So cool. I
0: fire Emblem Fates. Yes. I suppose I can always put my U.S. copy in that case, but, yeah.
1: Uh, <laughs> That's just super weird. <laughs> also, you got the special edition, so, like, it's not like it needs to be black. Yeah, I don't know.
0: It's got that reversible cover. I can put that in a
1: sweet black case. I want to, like, just just drop you into a river.
0: I have problems.
1: I would have liked to have that, like, sweet special edition, but, you know, it sold out in seven minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't really know how I got it.
1: Go play Fire Emblem Fates Conquest, every one of you nerds, unless you're, like, scared that it's too hard, then you can play Birthright.
0: No, even if you're scared that it's too hard, play Conquest anyway, because it's the only correct choice, because the other people are jerks.
1: And, like, you're, like, I'm playing, like, birth, like, Conquest, and every time, like, the birthright siblings come up, like, it's that dick that's just, like, oh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't be allowed to stay here. And then, like, when you actually do leave, he's like, oh, I knew you'd leave. <laughs> and it's just, like, nerd, I'm dumping you in the trash can where you belong.
0: Yeah, so, like, minor early spoilers for the game, but when you get to the point where uh you have to choose... The arguments they make uh, is basically people on the conquest side are we've we know you're not birth family, but we've been with you like you've been our
1: family for since you were a baby,
0: yes, (laughs) and we love you as our real family. And the other side is no, you were born here, they're evil jerks,
1: they're They're all all, everyone in
0: that country is evil jerks.
1: It's oh, like, man. The, uh, the, the, li- the hard life of being and apparently means also just being, like... Like, uh, no wonder these people, like, treat, uh, respond to this nonsense with, like, war. Like, everyone's just like, oh, man, they're going to fight us. We better kill them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I guess it's supposed to be more of a difficult choice because, obviously, the, the king on that side is... Uh pretty messed up, but I think
1: it's pretty
0: obvious. I think I think that... he
1: makes for a more interesting like plot.
0: Yeah, and it's pretty obvious that okay, you know, all his kids are not evil, so obviously they're gonna something do something about there. this. Yeah, they're gonna do
1: something about this. Uh... I, I I'm I'm curious, I, I I will be playing Birthright eventually, yeah, but it's too. like I'm curious what that's even about. Yeah, I don't really know. Because, like, Conquest has, like, a really obvious narrative thrust, and, like, regardless of which version you play, you're going to see the narrative thrust of Conquest immediately. Right. Because the first, like, spoilers, the first six missions are the same for both of them. Yeah. And then they split off into their two separate, like, mission paths and narrative branches. But, like, those first six missions really do a good job of setting up Conquest's plot, and slightly less a good job of setting up <laughs> what the heck Birthright is even about.
0: I guess it's going to be, oh, fighting the evil.
1: I, I guess it's going to be, well, like, you know. Fighting the Congress, evil empire that's, that's not that's quite evil. That know our group. They sure are a problem. I guess we have to put them down. It's just like, okay. What, but... you
0: know, one of the things that really threw me about early on in that game is they're talking about the, uh, what the heck are those monsters called? The Faceless or something?
1: yeah the faceless the
0: faceless and they're and some of the people on the birthright side are talking about how you know all these crazy mages do things like that you know and just like no indication of that actually happening on the when you had gone through the noir side I don't know if that's the case or not but I mean you fight those monsters uh, it's pretty just early as on confusing the Congress
1: from yeah. the perspective of someone who's from the noir side like what are these what yeah. the
0: heck yeah, and it's like okay, so they're just assuming that this evil, this empire they assume is evil, ascending from the stuff. evil empire. Yeah. It must
1: because it's evil.
0: But not quite. Yeah.
1: So uh, your Noir and siblings siblings are cool. Side with them; yeah. they are cool. All those also, things... the the actual like map design is really good. Oh yeah. In Northwest.
0: Oh, yeah. And I can tell you since I've played quite far into the Japanese version that there are some awesome battles in that game. Like, there's... I I don't want to spoil too much. Uh, I'm just going to say when you get to a battle in a port port city, uh, prepare... Oh, I did that one. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) That is a brutal, brutal fight. Um... That one took me a while, yeah that's the that yeah. is easily the hardest thing in the game so far. oh yeah it it got a bit easier after that, but that one yeah, yeah. It, it
1: pulls its jets a little bit, but that is like the, the victory condition is unusual in that fight yeah. in a way that makes it very difficult, oh yeah, but
0: that's that def- even so that's that fight is so good yeah, that fight is super awesome.
1: Yeah, like, and it gets harder as it goes on, but it's like, oh man, look at how the stakes keep raising in a really interesting fashion. Yeah,
0: um, I would highly recommend playing Conquest on casual mode.
1: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You you can't grind. Yep. Like, even if you do, like. DLC missions outside of one that they're apparently releasing later that just lets you grind to your heart's content. Like, doing a DLC mission gets you no experience in Conquest.
0: Yeah. So,
1: I mean. Like, if, you can use it to grind supports, but that's it.
0: I mean, if you're afraid that, hey, I want this to be hard, then. You know I would just know guess that what? You... it's already
1: going to be. yeah,
0: and you can you can so there's two difficulty settings here. there's casual and classic, and there's uh, normal hard and so the last one insane or uh, something lunatic. Uh, yeah lunatic. The last one is don't select this. What are you doing?
1: <laughs> last one, uh, I do like one of the changes I heard that they made to Lunatic in this uh, game which is that the traditional like Fire Emblem min strategy in order to make Lunatic and like Hard Difficulties more manageable is that you will save scum your level-ups. Uh, so that like every time you level-up, you, you, since your stat gains are randomized in normal course, uh, you save and you make sure that you get the best level-up you can. Lunatic in Fate, from what I am told, pre-rolls what your level ups will be when you start the game. Mm. So you cannot save scum to get a better level up. You just have to roll with what the game gave you because you're a lunatic who is playing on lunatic difficulty.
0: Well, that is brutal. It's dastardly. It's fantastic. Yeah, that is pretty fantastic.
1: Like you want to you want to say, "Oh yeah, I beat Fire Emblem Fates on lunatic." You're going to have to be able to put your money where your <laughs> mouth is. Wow. But yeah, and you also have casual and classic. Classic mode is, hey, guess what? That person died and they're dead forever.
0: Yeah, and though I try to be the one like, oh, yeah, I want to play this in classic mode, that's super hard. It, it's the reason I never actually finished Awakening. So I don't Oh, because really you played on classic? Yeah, I played on classic in the battle
1: before the final battle. I just you had run out of character space. Yeah, pretty much. I... That's just like that's why. Like, I'm not ashamed to admit. Like, I I think it's a very good thing, and I think well, I think it's actually a very big reason as to why Awakening failed to kill the franchise as it was expected to. Um, like giving you the option to not have to deal with the stress of playing on classic. Is important.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I think And
1: now they've they've made an even more insane like version that is just for people who don't know how to play strategy RPGs and just want to see the story. Yeah. Because like now they've got like I think it's Phoenix mode. But basically oh, yeah. your characters revive at the end of every turn. If you do not like create situations where your characters are dying Literally, your entire army wiped in one turn. You can win that mode.
0: <laughs> and that's a bit silly, but
1: I'm, I'm not even gonna to call it silly because, like, for people, for people that, like, I'm not even gonna call it silly because, like, that's some people true. don't like strategy RPGs, but they like the writing and fire emblem. So, hey, this is a mode for you. Yeah, I could see that. It's cool. It's not my job to judge people for what parts of games they like. <laughs>
0: And options are cool. It's cool to be able to play games a bunch of different ways.
1: Yeah. Maybe you want to play a game a really silly way. Who knows? Yeah. Like, if the game's willing to accommodate you on it, mazel tov. Exactly. We didn't get asked a question about Fire Emblem Fates, but we were inevitably going to talk about it anyway. It's
0: true. So you should ask us some more questions about Fire Emblem we Fates.
1: We are oh so excited to keep talking about Fire Emblem yes. Please purchase all three versions, an $80 value, yours for $80. <laughs> That's right. And Make you... sure to purchase them, m- purchase the alternate versions through the Explore Other Fates option, or you will be overcharged. Yes.
0: Seems like they didn't make that quite clear enough. They
1: absolutely make that clear in the game.
0: Oh, clear in the game, but if you're just like buying the game and want to get both right away...
1: Actually, uh, if, you, if you read the... Uh, oh, that's, like, that's right. When the, you're downloading yeah, it, it that, says, do right, not buy right. the other version through, this, through the eShop. Go through the Explore Other Fates option.
0: That's right. I forgot about that.
1: I am kind of sad. The Japanese version apparently had kind of an interesting gimmick where when you downloaded it, you just downloaded it Fire Emblem Fates, and then you picked your choice, and then it locked you to that choice.
0: Oh, that's interesting.
1: And I can see why they got rid of that, because it would probably confuse people. But
0: that's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, no, it's like, it's it's neat. And, like, I'm kind of jealous that we didn't get it that way, but I can also totally see why we didn't get it that way. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, technically, in Japan, you downloaded Fire Emblem if. But, same principle. <sighs> What
0: was the original question again?
1: Uh, We (laughs) started off on, like, things that we were talking about, like, oh, things that got left in Japan. It's like, oh, Fire Emblem's not left in Japan anymore. Let's talk about Fire Emblem for 20 minutes. Uh, Well, there is
0: that one DS Fire Emblem we didn't get.
1: Oh, yeah, which is apparently markedly better than the DS one we did get.
0: Yeah. Well, I kind of feel bad for the one we did get, because, I mean, it's just a remake of... It's the
1: remake of Fire Emblem 1. Yeah. So, and the one we didn't get is a remake of Fire Emblem Three. Is it? Yeah. Okay, I
0: didn't. I didn't know that. I know it's uh, had like, some newish features. Two is
1: a weird game that I think it's out, literally called Fire Emblem Guidance. But yeah,
0: I know it added like some. I think it had some marriage features or some like weird it's, stuff like that. A lot that. of
1: bits of it are prototypes for uh, for uh, Awakening because it adds it adds the avatar system where like yeah. you like. Awakening was the first one to really make your character that you made important to the story. And, like, Fire Emblem, I guess it's 12? Yeah, because Fates is apparently 14. Fire Emblem 12, like, New Mystery of the Emblem, uh, like, added the avatar system, which apparently in Japanese was called My Unit. But, uh, My Unit. My Unit. But yeah, like that's the origin of that system. I don't think it has casual mode. Which Shadow Dragon I think does have casual mode. Does it? Maybe I'm misremembering. I don't know. But well, I do remember that Shadow Dragon had like a I can't remember if it was Shadow Dragon that had the system where it had like a ridiculous system where certain side quests would only open up if you let certain characters die. Really? And that just pissed people off. Yeah, it could... <laughs> I could see why, <laughs> but it's like, why? Why would you li- like? Uh, like, I think that, like, that was them attempting to give a downside to casual mode. Ah, uh, but like, like, it mostly just pissed people off because, like, even people that are not playing on casual mode don't want their characters to die. Yeah, like, it's yeah. They've come up with like other justifications to do uh to really screw with you in Fates, but uh that would be dipping into spoiler territory. Yeah. I was gonna say though, Shadow Dragon from what I remember
0: playing of it um I don't well,
1: know. Well, for one I... thing it's a really ugly game.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it had casual mode or not, but I do remember that uh didn't really seem to matter to me, because you get so many units in that game that uh, death wasn't as big of a deal.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's a... From what I'm told, it's a fairly straight remake of original Fire Emblem. Okay. And that means that being a fairly straight remake of an NES game, it's kind of... There's not much to most of the characters. Cause it's just like, oh... Yeah, it's a that sure is a guy (laughs) he's a guy he's here to replace your like knight if your knight dies here's a new knight for you because you know those games are like the modern games are to some extent balanced around the idea that there will be people who are playing the game who have never lost the unit so they kind of have to like have a bit more thought into what's in them not completely because apparently there's like conversations that got sweetened in the localization to make them less boring because they were basically just really generic. These two generic units are talking conversations. (laughs) My favorite thing in the localization is that they turned one uh, conversation that was two assassins who were doing their best to just not really talk to each other and be really evasive about things. They just turned that into them ellipsing at each other. (laughs) And it's amazing. <laughs> oh my god. Because like the Je- I looked at a straight translation of the Japanese version, and it's like, so you're an assassin. Oh, you heard I was an assassin, and then they're just like really awkwardly trying not to talk to each other. <laughs> and like in the English <laughs> version, it's just like it cuts out the middle, man. They just won't talk to each other. They're just sort of staring at each other. <laughs> Alright, that's pretty great. That is pretty great. <laughs> but yeah. Uh Apparently we missed out on a better game by not getting New Mystery of the Emblem and only getting Shadow Dragon, but I mean like, it's apparently still a pretty straight remake of an NES game. Yeah, so... uh, And the unfortunate
0: unfortunate thing about that one is if you wanted to import it, it's one of those DSi-enhanced
1: games, so it's actually not region-free. It is region-locked, because DSi-enhanced games were region-locked.
0: If you're playing it on a regular DS... Uh, it'll work fine but if you're playing it on anything a DSI and up, it will not
1: yeah, unless you're playing it on a Japanese region version yeah. of that hey, I could do it oh wait, I'm not interested mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I've got three Fire Emblem games to play now I don't need to go diving into a fourth yeah oh man, my year is so full of strategy RPGs what is happening? I don't know Because i got to play Moon Dwellers, and that's going to be like 800 hours long, too.
0: Yeah, and I'm going to have to mess around with uh, Project Exxon, too. I'm going to have
1: to play that eventually, (laughs) too. From what I've heard, it is a stark improvement on the original Cross Zone.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to find something to play instead of Bravely Second. Bravely Second end layer? Yeah.
1: Guys, don't expect us to say kind words about that. Yeah, I'm sorry. We neither of us liked the first one, so Yeah. yeah. Like go go to the RPG cast, they'll probably have nice things to say about it. Although apparently uh, Bravely Second wasn't as kindly received in hmm. Japan. Like apparently the bloom kinda went off the roads with that hmm. one. I,
0: I don't and I also don't think we're the only ones uh at RP Gamer that did not like
1: the original, so Okay, I guess we're not completely alone. No. No. I really wanted to like that game. Yeah. Like I was so excited to try that. And then, oh. Well done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll just go play FF5 again. My reaction was, "Oh, this is not the Four Warriors of Light sequel I was looking for." Great. My reaction was, "Oh, I have never sympathized so much with people that never read any of the dialogue in an RPG ever before." <laughs> but now suddenly I understand because I never want to hear any of these people speak again. (laughs) And without that crucial investment, I realized, oh, all of these quests are boring. (laughs) Also, I did not want
0: um, skits from Tales games added to this kind of game. Could
1: have done without that. I'm fine with Tales... Doing skits, kids like Tails is the least amusing. These are, oh man, I did, I even more never want to hear them speak again. Um, <laughs> uh, oh man, yeah, oh man. A few years back, people would have been putting Bravely Default as the like left in Japan thing. Actually, That's true. Heck, people still treat Tails games like they're going to be that way. Oh. They never are. <sighs> Guys, Vesperia PS3 didn't add much interesting. Um, Guys, Tales of the World games are bad. bad. They're so bad. I've played too many of them. They're so bad. Bad. Hey, we missed out on Tales of Smash Brothers. I am more sad about that. Yeah, that was also not that great, but fun. It's not great, but it's not awful like Tales of the World. Yeah. Like, oh man! Yes, oh, people. Man. I Ra- still have a copy of that from eBay that smells like spray for
0: some reason. <laughs> yes, Radiant Mythology two and three were better than the horrible one we got, but that's Deader not saying much. It's not
1: mean good. No, no, no,
0: no, no. no
1: <laughs> oh no, no. my gosh. Uh, I'll probably. I might end up skipping Berseria because, like, it's just. I'm. I'm kind of sick of Team Symphony games at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like unless I get some proof that these that this has changed markedly from uh, tales of uh, Exilia one and two, like I'm just like uh, I can I can do without and worry about that. Like
0: I, st- I still need to play Zysteria, so I Zysteria is like
1: I I, I left the Zysteria thinking like I I do want to get back to it, but my initial impression was. This is the next game this team makes is probably going to be amazing. Mm.
0: Could see that they seem to like to mess around with things. Yeah, Even like if it doesn't always work out.
1: Zestiria is clearly them attempting to evolve the heart systems. Sweet, but uh, like it's it's got a lot of elements of it that are kind of half baked. So, oh hey, Hearts! Speaking of games locked in Japan. Oh, man, that's technically not locked in Japan, but not in the way we wanted. Yeah. My heart still cries for your original Tales of Hearts. Oh, that game, man. Oh. We turned into sad sacks at the end of this. We yeah. finally found some things that we actually missed, and it's like, oh. yeah Metal Max, the Tales of Hearts, original yeah. version... Fire Emblem Twelve. Yeah, I, I don't
0: want to make it sound. Also, don't want to make it sound like we're poo-pooing any of your wishes for these games locked in Japan. It's just kind of a warning that like, those
1: those those unlocal. Keep your expectations in check. because yeah. It's really easy to get way too excited about something, and then finally play it and be like, "Oh, yeah, I I kind of expected more after all this time."
0: Yeah.
1: Like. You know, I mean, like, that's half the reason that, like, I'll import these games, and then, like, I play the import, and it's like, oh, well, like, maybe that'd be better with English text, but, like, it really didn't rock my world.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I've definitely found some that were better with English te- text, like, uh, Final Fantasy Explorers, I do like more, and because there were some things that weren't, Totally clear playing the Japanese version. Yeah, but it's still not, still not very good.
1: (laughs) It's still basically a Monster Hunter, also ram. Yeah. Which is disappointing because
0: uh, Square Enix should be that the concept of a Final Fantasy Monster Hunter like has a lot of potential. That that game
1: did nothing with. Maybe Explorers Two will be good if that happens. I'm mildly dubious on the prospect Because apparently it went down in price Absurdly quickly in Japan Yeah, I don't think it did I
0: don't think it did anything in Japan
1: Meanwhile, Monster Hunter Cross Did over 3 million units in a month Of course (laughs) And I was one of those Yeah (laughs) Because I pre-ordered it Let me tell you about my Yakuten Saibon 4 limited edition That I camped out on PlayAsia's site for Oh, nice that was like a hundred and twenty dollars and came with a DS card that was an encyclopedia of the previous games. Nice. <laughs> That's a weird thing. It came in a box that looks like a briefcase. Yeah. I'm still
0: mad I didn't get the uh Fire Emblem F- if special edition.
1: Those Japanese limited editions are weird. Yeah. Like you just had like the weirdest like why did you commission any of these to be made? <laughs> I think one of the Xenosagas came with like a tiny bicycle. That's
0: Kind of not surprising, but very strange. <laughs> At the same time, <laughs> like, if that makes came any up sense. with that?
1: Uh, games vary a lot more in price in Japan. They often come with stranger objects. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe one day I'll talk about that Kenji Ino game that came with a condom. <laughs> I think I've talked about that on this cast before. I can't remember if it was just that or a Skype call I talked about it in. I don't remember that, <laughs> but maybe I
0: g- removed it from my memory. That's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, it came with the condom. He was <laughs> like, hey, you know, try to form relationships with people. Then he was disappointed whenever like, he'd see it in a used bin in a Japanese game store, it would always still have the condom with it. Uh. Kenji Eno was a crazed tour and we are poorer without him. Rest yeah. in peace, Kenji Eno. Oh. Oh, that's, uh. Well, that's sp- a perfectly dour note to end this question on. We managed to stretch a question into basically an entire episode. <laughs> well, we've also got another dour note in that,
0: uh, somebody from, uh, What's the name of the company? M two. Oh, M
1: two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's terrible. Oh yeah. Akira Saito. Yeah. I had to look up to make sure that he wasn't related to Ute Saito. Who you may remember from the Dreamcast cult hit Seaman. <laughs> and the Guild Zero One game Aeroporter. No, Akira Saito was one of the lead programmers at M two. He died very young actually at like forty three.
0: Yeah, mid forties. Just
1: died way too young. M2, if you don't know them, are the emulation geniuses that bring you basically all of Sega's classic output that only comes out in Japan.
0: Yeah, we get some of it. If you've ever
1: played any of the Sega Ages games that aren't complete garbage, it's them. Uh, Like, if you've ever played any of the Sega 3D classics, that's them. They are loving, loving, wonderful, wonderful emulations of Sega's classic library. Like, they're releasing some of them on a DS card now. Like a 3DS card now. Yeah, I got that prior uh, Like Like, in, in English, even. Like, please go grab that. It's very good. Yeah. Please show Sega that we actually want these.
0: Yeah, M2 does great, great work.
1: Yeah. And, I'd yeah. love to see them, like, be able to stretch their grasp to get hold of, like, weirder things that don't get collected, like Outrunners. Yeah. Like, which would be... Like an incredibly expensive proposition to emulate it to the spec that M2 inevitably emulates things, which is to say like, if you for example, I have on my shelf the Sega Ages uh, PS2 Fantasy Star collection. And that collection has every single version of Fantasy Star. Doesn't matter where it came from. Uh, Like, that version has the English version in it. Just because, hey, maybe a Japanese version wants to see what the English version looked like, and the English version doesn't play the FM synth soundtrack; it plays the PSG soundtrack because M2 were just that good. The Wonder Boy Collection for PS2 allows you to play the SG1000 version of Wonder Boy. No one wants to play that; it doesn't even <laughs> scroll. But they put it in there because they were they cared. They care. And like Akira Saito probably had a lot to do with that. And I hope Yeah. Like I want that spirit to persist because that level of preservation is impressive and beautiful. Like a lot of like a lot of people, you know, they'll emulate games. Like we all do that. I do that. But like you know, you'll always see something wrong with your favorite games when you're just emulating it. And then, like, you'll play an M2 version, and, like, holy crap, this is exactly what it was before. Yep. This is everything that it ever was before. Like, and they'll add in, like, weird things. Like, the Fantasy Zone collection on PS2 has, like, a weird updated version of Fantasy Zone 2 that, like, or, like, some variant of Fantasy Zone that hadn't gotten an arcade release, and they sort of created a pseudo-arcade version of it. Or, like, I think Streets of Rage 3D has, like, a weird, like, one-punch mode that, like, you know, it changes the difficulty settings around, or just crazy stuff like that. Like, these are such wonderful versions of these games. Like, go play OutRun and listen to Magical Sound Shower and think about how much work they put into these. <sighs> I'm sorry, I, I get really worked up about this sort of thing. I really like game history. It's okay. It's worth noting. And, yeah, this is... Thank you just... thank you for bringing it up so that
0: I had the chance to... <laughs> no problem. I almost... It would have been awful if I forgot about that. So I'm glad <laughs> I'm I remembered. I'm almost geared up about it. <laughs> yeah. Rest uh, in
1: peace, sir. Rest in peace, Saito. Uh, we could squeak in that Panther Dragoon Saga question if we... Unless you want to save it for next episode.
0: No, let's talk about that. We're already talking about Sega. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's... So, we're going to wrap up this show with uh, just a little question about Panzer Dragon Saga.
1: Yeah, we deliberately answered fewer questions than we might normally have this week, so yeah. don't worry, this isn't going to be a trend.
0: Yeah, so it's. Uh, I'll just read what Budai put here Panzer Dragon Saga, any thought on this game? It's heralded by few who played it as an all time classic, but it's often forgotten. I need to play this. Also, on that note. I need to, too. <laughs> also, on that note, do you think rare or unavailable games get more hype because of that? Like a sort of yeah. holy grail RPG, and the legend grows because of it. Um, yes and no. Like you could probably find some lower print run games that are total trash that don't go for insane prices. I like. I'd probably have to do some searching to You'd have out. to do
1: some digging, but you'll definitely find things that, like, the, the thing about rarity and how it correlates with quality is that, like, like, higher quality means more people want it once they start realizing that it's high quality, but, like, those that low print run kills it. But there's plenty of games that, like, they didn't make a ton of copies of them, no one wants it because it's garbage. And yeah. so the amount of copies that exist are enough for anyone who actually wants it to have it. But like Panzer Dragoon Saga is such an ugly nexus because it's so like the print run was so limited yeah I think the number I always heard was 20,000 and that's probably about accurate and like those the case from what I've heard is kind of infamous for just like being bad like, scratching discs, bad.
0: Yeah, so it's just... Um, so it's the typical Saturn disc. You've the got, awful long boxes. Yeah, you've got one one disc in the normal slot, I believe. Disc... I can't remember if disc 1 or disc 4. And yeah. then the other discs are in, like, sleeves.
1: It's like Lost Odyssey on the Xbox 360 if they had just put all of the extra discs in sleeves. Yeah,
0: which which is a little better a little bit better. But, you know, better yeah. enough better enough that I didn't track down a uh the box to replace it with. Yeah, like I did with my Lost Odyssey. Got a the Japanese version just for the far better case.
1: Yeah, like I don't know why then like I don't know what Microsoft was thinking like it was like they just did not know how to handle the concept of multiple discs. Yeah. But yeah, like And, of course, there's the infamous aspect that the Saturn's copy protection is on the outermost track of the disc, which means that, like, it is the most area prone to getting scratched and not working anymore.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Yes, so the unfortunate thing about this game is... uh, So I had a... When I originally played it, I had a friend that had a copy, and his fourth disc... Uh, would freeze up at some dun- dungeon. Oh, I feel like we should point any...
1: out this game is four discs long, but it's yeah. also only twenty hours. Yes,
0: <laughs> Yeah. So this interesting about this is it's yeah it's not not a super long RPG by any stretch. I would imagine
1: it's just FMV stuffed. Yes. Like, I, again, I yes. I haven't played it.
0: Yes, there's a lot of FMVs. Um, I'm just gonna guess like the. Uh, probably just the graphics themselves take up a lot of space.
1: Yeah, like, there, there's probably, like, backgrounds that are FMVs. Yeah. Which, you know, like, not uncommon with, like, pre-rendered background nonsense and, you know, that that really uh, fills up a disc. <sighs> yeah. It's, uh, but, yeah, like, I, I really need to get a hold of it. It's super expensive. Yeah, I think... Uh, like, this is what's going to crack and force me to work out Saturn Emulation. I,
0: I think when I was first trying to buy it, I was bidding on a copy and bid, like, $212 and got outbid in, like, the last few seconds.
1: And you were probably a little relieved at that point.
0: No, I was not. I was
1: super, super pissed off. <laughs> How much did you budget for that? <sighs> Like, what was the maximum price you were thinking you would be willing to spend on Panzer Dragoon Saga?
0: I don't know. I don't want to know. A,
1: that is a frightening number.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to say what I did spend on it. I got a good deal, uh, like through some through through people from uh like uh some forums. So got yeah. a good deal that way. It was a
1: once in a lifetime deal.
0: Yeah, it was a once in a lifetime deal, and the kind of deal was like, uh impossible to refuse but yeah i was willing to spend a lot of a lot because uh i spent so much time back in the day trying to find a copy of that game the closest i came was a funko land that had discs one and two what and that's it
1: yeah how i i guess did they accept it as trade without checking how many discs it was supposed to have apparently yeah yeah. I Okay. Yeah, like extraordinarily rare game. Yeah. Probably really good. I'm, I I want to play it. It's, I haven't been able to.
0: It's really good and there's not really any good analog. You know, I can't really say, "Oh, you know, it plays like this." Plays like
1: who knows? It plays like Panzer Dragoon Saga. Yeah, it plays it like Panzer Dragoon Saga. Made by the people saga. that went on to make Jet Set Radio of all things. Like, like it's interesting. So it's
0: turn-based but somewhat real-time, and you could like kind of. Uh... It's yeah. It's, I don't even.
1: I need you to understand how little that meant. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, I don't really. I don't have There's any no good way to describe. No good
1: words it. to quite describe what you're playing. Yeah. It's an RPG that spun off of a rail shooter. Yep. <laughs> I I would recommend
0: uh, digging up the RPG backtrack episode about Panzer Dragoon Saga. Uh, because I think uh, others on there did a better job of explaining. Exactly Explain what the, the heck game this video game yeah. was, and just the awesome music, the weird story, like Panzer Dragoon. It's the the whole series, just the story and setting are so. I guess the best word I could use are is alien. That yeah, just like so I love intriguing. looking at
1: video. Like I I couldn't play any of them. Uh, like I played a bit of Orta because I had an Xbox and I didn't have a Saturn. Yeah, Orta's so good. But like. Panzer Dragoon Orda, you know, that's super good, and like it's so weird how trapped the entire franchise is. Yeah. Because it's like it's a, like, Orda is a pretty rare Xbox game. Yep. Uh, Panzer Dragoon 1 came out on the PC and the uh and the Saturn of course. Yeah. And it probably runs like garbage on the PC because your PC isn't meant to make quadrilaterals. Um, (laughs) Unless you were running like a weird (laughs) diamond-edged graphics card that was specifically built to accept Saturn controllers. Someone put out a combination graphics sound card that had Saturn controller ports on it to play things like Panzer Dragoon. Uh, It's deeply confusing. That was an NVIDIA product. What happened here? (laughs) But, like... Like Panzer Dragoons Vi, I don't think came out even on PC. I think that's Saturn only. Pretty sure. Which which I think Saga is definitely Saturn only and it's like it's three rail shooters sandwiching an RPG for some reason. Like I've never been able to get a clear picture on why Saga is an RPG at all. Yeah. Like it just is. It's it's
0: really it's a baffling yet awesome product
1: but like go look even looking at the fact that like Panzer Dragoon 1 was made in 1995 go look at gameplay of it and like the art direction is so strong that it's still really cool to look at yeah but uh they ported that to PS2 in Japan by the way we didn't get it because like
0: the original Panzer Dragoon yeah okay
1: we didn't get it because like they just didn't have source code of the English version
0: yeah, Zwy is kind of another sad case because that's probably the best rail shooter in this series. And no one's played it. Well, I have. That's of course I, I, had, I, I actually, had a Saturn. I played it before one. I I don't know if I even asked for it. I think my parents may have just gotten it for me. It's like, oh, wow, this, that's a this is
1: a thing and it's like holy What is this? <laughs> That's on the level of like my parents like asking the store clerks what RPGs to get me on PS1 and then coming home with Grandia. <laughs> like, I got that for Christmas having no idea what it was. Nice. And it was like, oh! <laughs> I love that game so much. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm sure my parents, I'm sure my dad regretted it because he spent a lot of time with me trying to track down Saga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's
1: like, what, what terrible dividends this pays? <laughs> uh, did you get a copy of Magic Knight Rares? Oh, yeah. It's the last Saturn game. You had yeah. to get it.
0: And the funny thing about that was my disc got scratched, and <laughs> which I kind of, pan- kind of panicked about, but working designs replaced it with, like, no fuss. Wow, which that's so awesome. fussy,
1: actually. Yeah gonna say that just reminds me that game was like a launch saturn game in japan <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I think it's like early 1995 <laughs>
0: that's weird that that's another uh, super cool game i think that's probably that one's probably expensive but not super super expensive
1: yeah by, by all accounts the reason that that one became such a problem for working designs was that like the source code they got for the game when they started localizing it wasn't finished Ooh. they were given incomplete source code and had to localize from there yikes so they were essentially going to have to like pay pay and or do it themselves to f- put the game back together again and localize it uh yeah that's bad <laughs> I'm check ebay for how much uh magic knight Rares goes for because working designs games often cost a pretty penny That that also is never ever getting uh, re-released no, 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 it's no, based no. on a manga. Three hundred thirty-five dollars. Okay, I was obviously very very wrong. Buy it now, complete all stickers, manual, mint. Oh, okay. So you can probably get a chunkier copy. Uh, I'm less. seeing Japanese copies for cheaper. Japanese copies you can get for like twenty bucks.
0: Uh, yeah, but.
1: That English has... copies new sealed mint $470 <laughs> Super Nintendo copies which are not the same game at all uh, dolls okay here's the game itself really... disc and manual only case missing $220 oh my god okay
0: I was just gonna say uh, this. that one's definitely worth playing in English I really like the localization of that
1: Yeah, like Like, Working Designs' localizations were often fun. Magic Knight Rayearth has a fairly interesting story. It's based on a manga. Um, But yeah, like like all Working Designs games that are old, you will pay, which is to say all of them, you will pay dearly for the privilege. Yep. Holy crap! Now I need to like now I'm just gonna look at some expensive old games. Well, now I snatch f- right now. Two hundred seventy-five dollars. Not surprised.
0: Now I feel like I need to put my copy in like a sealed, uh, hermetically air-proof. seal it for yeah. future. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but no, I don't do that. I, I want to play it. I like I like that game. Yeah, it's a good game. You want to play it? It's probably horrifying. Like some collectors, any collectors listening to this? But yeah, yeah. I'm gonna play that game some more. It's a fun game.
1: You're horrifying collectors by playing a video game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much is Lunar Two Eternal Blue complete now?
0: Um, probably less because I I, I want to feel I feel like uh. PS. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's only like fifty bucks.
0: Yeah, that's not bad.
1: I'm seeing a factory sealed one for eighty. That's not too bad.
0: Really. Oh, that's that's not with any of the extras, right?
1: That's just no, it's not okay. with any of the okay.
0: extras. Okay, okay, that that makes sense then. I forgot that they did game. that. Yeah,
1: but actual just base game you can get for about fifty dollars. You should play that. Anyone who's listening, it's actually better than Lunar One, even though they've only remade it once. <laughs> it's kind of sad. Like Lunar Two is a better game, but we like they, they only ever did it twice. It's oh, easier to get hold of Lunar Dragon Song.
0: Well, oh. well, maybe they were just waiting for one of those many different versions of
1: the first one to stick before they remade the second one again. Hey, guess what? First one. Like, how about you just give me like Eternal Blue complete on PSN? That'd be sweet.
0: So good. It's so, okay,
1: go, guys. So good. Let's go talk to Vic. Vic. They got hold of Arc the Lad collection of all things. Yeah. Like they've like Ireland has been. If nothing else, like I, you know, I might have some unkind things to say about the man. But if nothing else, he got Alundra and Lad both on DSM. Yeah. Listen, we make fun of him all the time, but you know, at least as it's, of it would be wrong
0: to argue that he's not committed to his work. No, and at least as of late, the dude,
1: he gets the product out eventually. You know, we'll we'll, we'll poke fun. I actually at the, am interested in that Gro Lancer game. Was it Gro Lancer? Summon Knight, you mean? Oh, no, wait. Summon Knight is yeah. the one that they just did recently.
0: Yes, that that is out on PSN. The physical
1: version... Is dead. It's gone. Is it? Good luck finding it. No, no. Is it not out yet? I just assumed that it had come out and it was therefore impossible to find. I don't remember, which is bad because I ordered one, so I should probably... <laughs> yeah, maybe check Look the status that. of that order once we're done. We, we've yeah. been done for a while. Yeah. Um, now I'm just talking about rare games and being sad at the fact that, like, I'm never going to own a copy of Snatcher because it's 275 dollars for just the disc by itself. Yeah, you know, and I, I actually do own a copy of Arc the Lad Collection with Pocket Watch.
0: <laughs> I own a copy of Ark the Lad, but the case is a bit beat up. So, like strange.
1: someone someone on the internet gave me a sweetheart deal on the entire thing with pre order bonus. So That's that was pretty, pretty good sweet. There. I think I got it for like 40 bucks. For everything, including like the pre-order, like like I said, pocket watch that uh, was like in a metal case, embossed with the game's logo. Nice.
0: Believe I have both lunars at least with the art books. I think I think my copy of Eternal Blue has all the extra stuff, but
1: yeah, I have most a mostly complete Eternal Blue that I got from someone on a forum, but. I mean, that, uh, one's, that Someone one... stole all of the discs to our copy no, of. Linux. No. Which is tragic because while the other versions are good, none of them are as good as Silver Star Story Complete. Mm. Because every single one of them destroys the difficulty balance. Yeah. I was going say.
0: Yeah. Try to think of
1: other rare things that I owned rather than just bad things that I own because yeah. I've got a lot of bad things, but I don't have a lot of rare things. I feel
0: like those lunar games are actually relatively easy to find because that was like working design. That was probably biggest their hit biggest. Hit. Yeah. So, although you may have to pay a pretty penny if you want all the extras. Yeah, getting... if you want a
1: completely super nice pristine copy, sure, you're going to be paying. Yeah. Uh...
0: But getting a copy not v- pretty easy.
1: Yeah, they're they're expensive given their age. Yeah, but they're not expensive overall. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to. I'm just going down the working designs catalog. Alundra is about fifty bucks. Elemental Gear Bolt is. Ooh, if you want a complete copy of that, you're going to be getting into the ninety to hundred dollar range. Silhouette... Raj... 70 bucks... If you want to complete, like, yeah. A lot of this is also just dependent upon how much you're willing to settle for something that, like... Just is the discs. Yeah. Like, once you get into something like Panzer Dragoon Saga, you're getting into the realm of things that, like, you need to, like... You're going to be paying an arm and leg regardless of what condition you're willing to accept, <laughs> but if you're like let's see, Panzer Dragoon Saga Disc 2, 80 dollars. <laughs> 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 that man is that man is there for you. Let's see, Disc Three, only Disc Three, another ninety dollars. <laughs> Panzer Dragoon Saga and Panzer Dragoons Zwei, $600. Panzer Dragoon Saga by itself, $600. Panzer Dragoon so- uh, one, two, and three for $620. You're getting a sweetheart deal on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think this is getting to the realm where pretty much not even Sega would care if you're, like, emulating this game.
1: <laughs> they don't care because they can't even figure out how to emulate a Saturn on a commercial system. <laughs> It's funny because it's true. They're never going to bother because it's like, oh, we slapped in a second, we slapped in like multiple extra GPUs trying to make this thing compete with the PlayStation. And no, we're not going to bother emulating it because it's expensive. It's super expensive. It's way more expensive than the Endeavor could ever justify. It requires require some sort of
0: strange witchcraft.
1: Like, to be honest. There there are PC Saturn emulators that kind of work. Apparently Saga works on those. It does. Right, I've right there. I've used used them before. Yeah, I'll set up a I'm gonna set up this a Sega Saturn emulator and finally play Panzer Dragoon Saga and realize what all the hubbub was about. Yeah. Five hundred and ninety nine US dollars. Yikes. Oh man, you're getting a real deal on this one. Three hundred and eighty dollars. But the Japanese one's expensive. That's just dumb. <laughs> Japanese one's more like ninety dollars, but it's still like oh heavens. The PAL one is apparently slightly less expensive. It's at four hundred. No wait, it's two hundred. So PAL one is less expensive, but like if you've got a PAL Saturn and a PAL TV, go nuts. <laughs> And hey, you can have half of the game for like two hundred dollars. Pity that it's neither the beginning nor the ending. <laughs> thanks, thanks eBay. I wonder how much Shining Force Three is going for these days. Oh yeah, there's another thing that's uh, completely trapped. Yeah. Really, anything on the Saturn's trapped? Yep. I would, I would. One day, like when I have money, I'm going to buy a Saturn and just start collecting Saturn games. A lot are not yeah, it's worth collecting.
0: Not but, that yeah, bad. No. Let's
1: see Japanese Shining Force 3 Scenario One is sixteen bucks. If you want the English version, you're probably gonna be paying something. Yeah. Man, the Japanese Saturn boxes are just way better than the American ones. Oh yeah. See, the only listing I'm seeing on eBay for Shining Force 3 Scenario One in English is five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's not right. Oh, wait, Complete in Box is... I'm seeing another one that's Complete in Box that's uh, $180. Okay, yeah, that's that's about more what I was expecting. I don't quite... Like, I feel like it's bizarre that Sega kept They're still making Shining games. They've (laughs) never even touched the idea of just remaking Shining Force 3. No. Just making weirder and weirder nonsense... Making weirder and weirder things that aren't strategy RPGs. Well, they made...
0: Uh,
1: this is what
0: really kind of makes me sad. So they made, like, a... Uh, they did make a strategy RPG, and it
1: sucks! Which one? Feather? Feather I think? Feather is supposedly pretty good. I, I thought, like, I remember bringing this up, being surprised that it existed, and you saying you had played it and that it wasn't very good. Uh, I think it just wasn't my cup of tea, but uh, I think my... Like, made... it's not as irredeemably... Bad at something like
0: Shining Force Exa. I think uh, Mike Minky played through it and enjoyed it. But the two the two recent ones were as far as I could tell, played sort of like Valkyria Chronicles strategy
1: type RPG. We we already have Valkyria. You can make Valkyria play like Valkyria. Why would you make Shining Force play like Valkyria? Well I guess just to Make a... I guess like, they think that that's more modern and that people will buy that? Well, I, I don't think it
0: played strictly like that. I think just sort of like that. I think it may have used the same engine. But anyway, the point I was I was getting at is that they are apparently absurdly easy. Huh. To, to the point of just totally making the game stupid. <laughs>
1: it's like, why did I even bother? Yeah. Uh, so Shining Force uh Shining Force Blade, or no, it's just called Shining Blade and Shining, Shining yeah. Arc. Yeah, those two. They're both on PSP in, uh, in Japan. Huh? Hmm. Strange. Made by Media Vision of all companies. What? That's.
0: The, I hope you like your. Uh... They made Wild Arms, right? Media yeah. Vision? I hope you like so your I Wild thought...
1: Arms and your Shining Force. <laughs> That's a series that
0: vanished from the face of the earth.
1: Yeah, yeah. We got Wild Arms 5 with weird western time travel, and then that was all she wrote. Oh. Shining Force Feathers was like one of the last games that Flight Plan made before keeling over. Oh, Flight Plan. Well, we got their last Summon Night game. No, it was, that was made by like their reincarnated version. Yeah. Yeah, no, Shining Force Feather, 2009, they went out of business in, like, 2010. Damn. Yeah, I don't... Like, their handling of the Shining series is just like, who's this for? (laughs) Who is this for? Not for me. I (laughs) I I would understand more if you just stopped making them entirely, rather than making, like, these weird ones that it's like, who is this for? It's like, it's like... The sh- the Shining name just has no meaning anymore. Yeah, like, Shining is whatever, I don't know. Something about Guardiana, maybe? I don't know. There was one they made, I think it was the first Shining
0: game after uh, 3 on PS2. I cannot remember the sure? name. Shining te- Yeah, Shining Tears that I guess actually takes place in the same universe as the original games, and I think that was the last one that did.
1: Um, Amusement vision... Because then
0: we got action RPGs that we don't talk about.
1: And yet, well, Tears is also an action RPG.
0: Yeah, that's true. That one feels closer to the original series, though.
1: The weirder thing to me about it is that, like, I, I... could kind of accept Tears being an action RPG because it wasn't called Shining Force. Because, yeah. you know, okay, there are other Shining games that aren't uh, Shining Force and that aren't strategy RPGs.
0: Yeah, those Game Boy Advance games.
1: Yeah, Shining Soul, or there's Shining Wisdom for the uh, Saturn that looks ugly as hell, but it's still, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, like they didn't call them Shining Force then the sequel what what amounts to the sequel to Shining Tears the immediate follow up to Shining Tears was Shining Force Neo and that's another action RPG (laughs) we don't talk about that one no it's too late we're talking about Neo and Exa nope nope okay well we're done with that we're all depressed let's move on let's go we're done yeah I think I think we should wrap up
0: this episode because Lord knows uh, how much time we'd spend on the next question after these two. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, these were meaty questions, and we really appreciate, like, the amount of time that we could just spend being really sad Yeah, about
0: games we can't play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, uh, Panzer Dragon Saga just brings up a lot of sad memories about the Saturn in general, but Trapped in Japan is just such a huge, huge topic. That, yeah.
1: yeah, like if you're not going to limit yourself to modern examples, which are admittedly getting relatively thin on the ground, you get into just like, oh, yeah, Shining Force scenarios 2 and 3. Yeah. Remember those? We didn't get those. You could import your English save into them for some reason. Yeah. And it would just remember that your name was in English characters.
0: But I think if you're going to take anything away from this episode, I just think it is important to Remember just how hard it is to get, how hard it's getting to think of, oh, you know, what games are trapped in Japan because the yeah. examples are fewer and fewer, and the series we've never seen here are getting fewer and fewer. Um, so yeah.
1: Hey, maybe we'll even get a version, maybe they'll even retranslate Super Robot Wars The Moon Dwellers for us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'm holding a gun. Um, we are we are well and truly in the age of fat
0: so yeah um so yeah um future is never certainty so who knows when we could head into another one of those lulls but things are good now so keep speaking with your dollars and i think we'll keep getting these games so there you go um so we're going to wrap up there. If you have any questions um or I don't know games trapped in Japan, you specific yeah, games trapped in Japan you want to Japan, Japan, discuss you talk about. Yeah, some game
1: trapped in Japan and try to figure out what it is. Like go ahead. Yeah. Or if you want to We yell might have forgotten something big actually. Or Let's, if you want to
0: yell at us because Type 0 is the best game ever or something.
1: I'll accept that argument even if I will disagree with it. <laughs>
0: Or tell us how Final Fantasy Explorers is the best hunter-clone cl- hunter known to man. Whatever. You know, just send us in. We'll talk about We're
1: whatever. We're always happy to hear from you, even if we disagree. Yeah,
0: exactly. Disagreement is good, because if we all had the same opinions, life would be boring.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: yeah. That's that. You can can email me at wheels at rpgamer.com uh, Just post on the forums with your questions, which seems to be the method of choice. Uh, you can s- contact us on Twitter. I'm at Wheels. Dave is at FanboyMaster. Yep. Not the... F- yeah, just at FanboyMaster. Not the Fanboy Master. Yeah. <sighs> and... Yeah. Hey, I have an Ask.fm. If you can find it and send me a question, I'll probably read it. But I don't think I've ever gotten any questions on there, so it's probably not worth mentioning. But it would be funny if one of you tracked it down, is all I'm saying. (laughs) And I think that's it. Uh, I think we're going to try and have a guest on next time to talk about uh, whatever you guys want to talk about we've got some more questions left over since obviously yeah. we only did two this time so yeah
1: and... we deliberately limited ourselves thinking that it would be a short episode yeah. look what happened
0: yeah whoops yeah we totally intended this to be like a half an hour episode and that did not happen
1: <laughs> something angry enough the blood and yeah. we're now looking at closer to like an hour and a half well oh well <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to complain. I think that we said we said some occasionally interesting things. Yeah, and, you see. know, we'll be rightly reamed out if this is as terrible as it sounds like it ought to be. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, we'll see you next time, folks. See
1: you next mission.